Hello, I'm Ian. And I'm Darren. And welcome to the Average Bikers in a Cave, a show where a group of bikers chat and share opinions about all things motorbike, from news, reviews, interviews, and the big questions. If you like what you hear, then be sure to subscribe, tell your friends, and leave us a review. On today's show, along with our usual ramblings, we will have a bumper news with some new bikes, new tech, and a new adventure. Also, we will tackle this week's big question, what are the best apps for the bike? And as if all that wasn't exciting enough, we have a guest host joining us. This week's episode is sponsored by Afterground, an exceptional drone, wedding, portraiture and events photography and videography company that specialises in capturing video and images on the ground and in the air in a style that is modern yet timeless, interesting and vibrant with a focus on exhilarating moments and pure fun. Using their experience, skills and knowledge, they will work with you to ensure your videos and photos are exactly the way you want them. For more information or to chat to the team, head over to www.afterground.com or check out their Facebook page. Check-in time! And firstly, massive welcome to Colin, who we've all got on to in a minute. Hello, Colin. Hello, Colin. Um... What have I been up to this week? Riding, a lot of riding. Um, motorbikes, obviously. That would that's a different podcast. That's a, um, yeah, family friendly folks. Family, family friendly. friendly, yep, family friendly. Other than the long stock. Yes, beat you to it. You did. Uh yeah, a lot of riding this week, um, for advanced riding, um, because I'm getting closer to the test, which is quite scary. Um so I've been doing quite a bit of that with a lovely run last Friday up through the the back end of nowhere where you work. Um past quarters a couple of times actually. Uh, and then doing doing into largs for a wee nice. sausage supper. And then come back here the fairly moor, which is really quite a good for, run. For just um just to clarify for those that don't know what a sausage supper is, because we are international. Yes, sorry. Yes, a sausage supper is um a, a delicacy in Scotland. A um a sausage being you know Potentially meat. We can I I guess it's probably it's some sort of meat in it. Ah, it's usually pork. Yeah, wrapped in batter and deep fried with chips I or French fries. If you're, um, uh, I know, one, I know we're international, but surely everyone knows what a sausage is. Mm, I don't know, you know, because um, you know, it depends. I mean, if you think about it, even in Scotland, but we have to stress it's a link sausage, and not a square sausage. Oh right, well, that's just going to confuse exactly, the international yeah. people. Um, so yes, we yeah. stopped for a bag Sausage of and chips. We stopped Sausage for a bag of rice, chips yeah. or fries, fries uh, yeah. depending on your place of location. But uh, it's Scotland, so it's basically you stop for deep fried food. Exactly. Uh, and then the other thing I did this week is I took out the Pan America on a test drive, which mm. I'm not delve too much into because then I'll get excited and all that kind of good stuff, and we know that that's not good for me. Um, but we will probably do something a little Absolutely. special on that at some point. I'll hopefully get a wee go on it in the next few days. Yes. Big shout out to the guys at West Coast and to Mr. Scott Henry, who put my rear end on the back of the bike, um, which was quite good. Although he did have a giggle when he thought I was going to fall off it. Just trying to get on it because it's been a while since I've been on an adventure bike. I, I don't even know. I don't even want anyone to be around when I try and go on an adventure bike. I was going to do the whole stand on the peg things, mm. but because that's what I would normally, that's what I used to do on my yeah. adventure bike. However, the kickstands just it makes the bike lean ever so slightly. Right. Longer or further? Is it longer? Further? Further. 
um, than what I was comfortable with, especially when it was parked right outside the showroom. I did not want to drop it. Was it one of those kind of leg up, kind of kick, kick, kick up your leg at the front and swing over to it? It was one of those old man, <laughs> trying to get the leg up. Hey. The, the bike. On the bike. But uh, that family friendly. Family friendly. But that's, <laughs> so. that's, been, um, that's been me, mate. What have you been up to? Uh, so, um, working really, bike, doing from a few miles a day on the bike. Um, past his MLT, put him to his MLT. Big shout out to the guys at Ewan Haldanes and Greenock for getting uh, getting taking the bike and doing a nice quick turnaround on the MLT. And nothing else really, just buying a bike. That was all. What? Just buying a bike. Just buying a bike? Actually, that's no strictly true. Right? It's no strictly true. That makes it sound far more exciting. And I wasn't actually buying a bike. As we said in the last podcast, my son John has got his CBT coming up in July, and he has decided to purchase a bike. So, seriously, seriously, what has yeah. he purchased? He's just purchased to be one two five. All oh, right, okay. right, just to be one two five. Because my suggestion was, and you can your own school of thought, Colin. You'll probably have your own uh, ideas in this. You're kicking about your one two five at the minute, aren't you, Colin? So, um, you know, um, is it a good thing to? Go do a week's a week's training and just go on a big bike or have a one two five and get your road sense. And I've I've always said to John, get a one two five and get your road sense and go on the bike and you know kick it around the place. So it's a wee um um I'll just tell you what it is right. It is a mongrel one two five cc. Oh yes, from Mutt Motorcycles. From Mutt, yeah. A cafe racer thing. It's a no. It's like I just showed the guys a picture. It's lovely. It's like a wee. It's like a classic. It's like a UGM. Ah, it's a bit like a cross between a van van and a kind of so, um, scrambler thing. So as you know, as I think I've said before, John, who is an Outlander, um, a, a Sam Hewn, who, uh, who yes. is the leading Outlander, who is now going to start re- listening to Abbey Bakers in a Cave. So big shout out to Sam if you're listening to this, Sam. I hope you enjoy it. Um, it's actually Sam's old 125 that he used and uh, rode his, uh, you know, kind of learn to, learn to ride them before he passed his test. So um, John's buying that off of Sam. So he just wanted me to go down, have a wee look at it, and look it over, and uh, just check everything was cool. And I was like, no problem. The mutts are nice. Aye. I do like the mutts. Great wee sound. Yeah. It's got a fantastic wee sound. You know, just 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 kind of really throaty and noisy, and just yeah, it'll be great fun. And it kind of suits John, you know, John. Aye. So kind of suits his looks. So suits that's what. So yeah, so that, that's what I did um, as my check in, which is quite exciting, you know. And I got to kind of meet the, the the main guy from Outlander, which is quite cool, you know. Happy days, yeah, and he's going to now listen to the podcast, which uh, for some reasons made me quite nervous. Um, well, <laughs> I should never have told you that. I? <laughs> there you go. There we go. Although I was just excited, John started following us on kind of Instagram, I and I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Yeah. So, a uh, big shout out to John and Sam from Outlander. Please do enjoy the podcasts, and uh, if you ever feel you want to come on as a guest, you're more than welcome. More than welcome. <laughs> Although yeah. that will put the pressure on us to come up with some really decent questions, as opposed to what we're going to go through in a minute with Colin. Aye, absolutely. Which yeah. is just like way too Although, easy. Although to be honest, Sam is so cool, right? He's just so cool. He would he would love those kind of questions because he just likes talking about his bike. Aye, he's a Harley rider. He's got a Harley. Oh, he did a thing with West Coast a while back. I'm yeah, sure because I did. think they did guess the riders and who it was. But he's also just bought a Triumph. So Ooh, we both like what one? <laughs> the Speed Twin. I thought he maybe bought a Steve McQueen's kind of boat. No, no, he's, oh. he's he's pretty classic and kind of, kind of, you know, just kind of cool looking. So then then he's gonna go too too funky, you know. Speed Twin's really cool. Nice Speed Twin's nice. Uh, Speed Twin is nice and gets a good thingy. Uh, so um, yeah, so um, happy riding, Sam, and uh, um, hope you enjoy the podcast. If you're listening in, good stuff. Um, we do have a third member, 
I know, I know. Oh, my friend. This is this is like <laughs> this is like the most innuendo laden start to a podcast. Ever. It started about episode four with long stroke, and then it's kind of went drastically downhill. I'm I'm looking forward to the after dark version of this show. It's going to be an absolute nightmare. Uh, um, it'll be like. OTT versus Tiz was, and only people of a certain age will get that. Aye, and our international people will definitely not get what Tiz was. So yeah, we've got a guest host this week. We've got Colin, who is a, we used all used to work together. Colin's, I've known Colin for, well, quite longer than I care to remember, put it that way. Um, and good job you said remember, not. I know. But longer than you care for. <laughs> 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 that would have been bad actually wouldn't it <laughs> and then the door shuts in the background and we're back to two um, <laughs> but yeah so we ask we've obviously got a, a kind of tight group of riders in our little kind of what was the, the, the motorcycle club yep. um, and we've been begging I think for a while to try to get someone in um, and Colin was like oh, I'll come in and do I don't mind and it was like oh excellent here we go somebody else somebody else to fill gaps of drivel with more drivel exactly yeah so no pressure um but we obviously well uh, since colin's obviously new we won't put colin to the sod as such no but it's no, no. good that i think that our lovely listeners get to appreciate and understand and get to know colin a little bit better absolutely and colin's at a different stage in his riding career from the two of us which it's is a different viewpoint different viewpoint ah. so, so it'll be good especially if you're out there and you're you know um in, i mean for all we know, Colin could very, very soon be doing something very stressful regarding bikes, you know, some sort of exam type thing, for all we know. But we wouldn't like to, we'd maybe just, uh, you know, and if he was, I would wish him a big good luck in that. That would be, uh, that would be great. Yeah, that, thanks very much, Ian. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, might, I, might, I might well be doing some, uh, some testing tomorrow. Um, having mm. completed my mod one last week, I'll be doing my mod two tomorrow at lunchtime. No, yeah. Note so to listeners, by the time you listen to this, Colin will have passed his mod two. Yes. Fingers crossed. And, Hope co- so. and, right. and Colin will be taking days off work to go bike shopping. Exactly. Colin's already got days booked off work mm-hmm. for bike shopping. Good, Good lad. <coughs> and if anyone doesn't out there doesn't know what a mod two or a mod one is, go to back to podcast. episode one. Episode one, please. Um, we're not going to go through that again. Yeah. That took up days of our lives. Um, so yeah, so welcome aboard, Colin. And thank you. We have just got a random six questions yep. that are all about you. Um, no pressure. And you're under no obligation to answer them honestly. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. Especially around your age. Mm-hmm. I mean. So question one. Question one. Colin, what's your age? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I um. Oh, that's actually a really good question. I'd struggle with this every time. I think I am 47, but See? I'm not quite sure. See, yeah. that's what happens when we get old. Yeah. We're all no, I'm, I'm actually wrong. I'm 46. I'll be 47 this year. And is, was maths your strong point in school? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, no. There you go. And despite the fact that my job's now analysis, it's still not my strong point. Yeah. Uh, d- disclaimer for anyone listening, uh, for where Colin works, saying that was obviously just meant as humour. I know Colin's boss, and uh. I don't think Colin's boss will be listening. <laughs> uh, question two. Do you want to take this one? How long? Stroke. Family friendly. Family friendly. <coughs> have you been riding your bike? I have been riding since... June last year. So a, a newbie. A lockdown year. baby. Lock, yes. yes, I am a lockdown baby. Uh, when we went into lockdown at the very start, uh, I decided I wanted to learn to ride. I've been wanting to learn to ride since I was uh, in my teens. Uh, and I've never really had the chance or got round to it or been able to afford it before. 
Um, and at the start of lockdown, I decided I was just going to do it. I didn't have any reason not to do it anymore. Uh, and I'm incredibly glad I did. It's the best feeling ever, isn't it? Amazing. Uh, it's, yeah. it's great. There's no day that I still don't go on my bike and go... <sighs> yeah. So sitting out in the garden with my girlfriend, if we go to sit out in the garden in the sunshine, I'll take the cover off the bike just so that I can look at it while I'm sitting there. Yes. That's devotion, isn't it? That is, de- that is devotion. Aye. It's just common sense, actually. Yeah. See, I'd see, I'm, I'm, I don't even bother. I just go and look at the bike. I don't bother sitting with anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Susan, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, what are you riding at the minute, Colin? I am currently still on my 125. I have a KTM RC125. Ooh, the nice. sport bike version. Yes, yeah, looks great. Looks sport and inverted commas. I think it's the quickest 125 on the market. Mm-hmm. According to Google, it is. It's aye. the quickest four-stroke 125 I think you can get the, in the UK. Aye, it was the battle between that and uh, what's the Yamaha one? The R125. The R125 or YZRF, whatever they call it. But aye, the R125. Mm-hmm. But I think KTM does shave it. I think so, so yeah. that was that was part of the reason for buying it. Um, the fact I, that it went fast. Yeah, I kind of googled what's the quickest one two five. Yeah, and without going for a two stroke, that's about as quick as. I you mean, get. T- to be honest, obviously, if you're if that's the kind of type of bike you're into and you're looking for, you're best getting something that you that you want speed with anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, because you you know you 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 know you're probably going to pick a fast bike. You know, once you pass anyway, so you you, you want to just get get used to that position and that kind of kind of handle one of these types of bikes anyway so I know one device is slightly different but but um, it's one of the ones it's you I mean you're probably at this stage already you know I mean um, because you were using it all the time but it's it's surprisingly how quick you then start to ride that bike that bike at its maximum oh absolutely all the time oh, and you absolutely. find you're going places that you normally go without letting off the throttle because there's just there's no need to let off the throttle uh, yeah it's, it does spend quite a lot of its time like pinned open yeah, it, it will only do like 80 miles an hour flat out down a hill with a wind at my back so there aren't many A roads in Scotland that you can't take at 65-70 miles an hour so you do tend to spend quite yeah. a lot of the time with it at full throttle which is what you want because then you're at least getting the maximum out of that bike there's nothing worse than buying a bike that goes oh you can get I mean, you get maximum BHP at 11,000 yeah. you know I mean you're like I'm never going to ride at 11,000 unless I'm on a track uh, you know I mean yeah. there's no point in me going out and buying a S thousand RR M Sport. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What's the point? I'm never going to ride that. You know what I mean at that level. So, what's your dream bike then? Because you you kind of hinted what you get into biking. You've you've been into it since thirteen, but uh, what's your dream bike? I don't know. I guess it's going to be some kind of sports bike. And obviously, when you talk about dream bikes, there's there's like there's dream bikes that have have gone, and then there's current bikes. You, that you're, you, like, you're allowed to go for gone bikes as well. I'm allowed to go for gone bikes. Man. And matter of fact, when we did this, we went for one old and one new. Oh, I'm sure we did that, that's right. So there you go. I'm going to really throw a spanner box and go again <laughs> one, one old and one oh, new. Well nice I think, good. So I think if I was to if I was, if I was to go out and just I, I, I had you know I didn't have to worry about the finances and I could just pick a bike, I probably wouldn't still wouldn't pick the most expensive one. I think I would probably have a ZX10R. I think that would be be what I would like. Nice cup, Put the cup didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you? I was just checking I had the cup left. <laughs> Did you throw that for the other side of the room? <laughs> Some weight in that cup, wasn't it? I don't know. That good, that, that's a good Disney cups. Yeah. It was a good Disney cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Which thing? I guess there, there's also you know quite a lot of older bikes as well. I think what what got me into biking was when I was a, or what always made me want to ride was when I was a small kid. I was absolutely enthralled by people like Eddie Kidd, Evil Knievel, um, Barry Sheen. Barry Sheen was my biggest hero when I was a child. I was I, I, I um, loved Barry Sheen when I was younger, watching all the stuff. He yeah. Did so you know. to me, to me, a motorbike's a sports bike. That's what a motorbike looks like, um, and all these other ones are. They're still motorbikes and they're still great and they're still fast and there's nothing wrong with any motorbike from a scooter to a Super Duke twelve ninety, whatever you like. But which they go by the way. <laughs> yeah. They seriously go. Um but yeah, to me a, sp- a sports bike is how a motorbike looks. That's the image I have in my head when I think of a bike. Obviously getting slightly off track, but I was watching a video earlier, um and it's a guy called Richie Vida. And he was obviously he he rides a, an Africa twin, but that's not his like he's his main bikes are a Honda VFR, the V4 one. And for all, it's not a sports... A Honda I know, but it's not a sports sports bike. It's such it's a bit made a sports tourer, yeah, but tourer, I do yeah. have that same... You see when you see all the fairing and all that on it, and you look at it and go, especially his, because the two exhausts come up right under the back seat. And you just look at it and go, oh, it's a stunning bike. An absolutely stunning bike. Um, and there's a couple of guys in, in our advanced riding group have got them. And when they turn up on them, you go, oh man, I do like that bike. They good for a power. I don't think I've got a power on it, but oh, aye. Yeah. I get that same kind of, that's what a motorbike should look like kind of feeling about it, even though I don't ride a sports bike. I think you're right. I think, um, I mean, my images of, of motorcycles are probably more kind of classic films and stuff like that. So, so something like the, you know, the Speedmaster, right, which you just know that it's like one of my dream bikes. And, and it's, but it's got that old school walking up down Brighton Beach as one of the rockers, you know, ready to, you know, that kind of, that just that classic, so that to me is what my image of being on a bike's about, you know, but I get what you yep. mean, but I still, I mean, I did have a ninja for a while and, and, and that's when I realised adrenaline was brown, so, you know, you know, I absolutely <laughs> love that bike. Other than, <laughs> other, other than your rainy day in a bandit? I've been reading about it, that's another story, but, but which, we, which we covered. Yes, so. I think you, that's you one episode to, one as well, episode actually. One, yeah. Go back to episode one if you haven't really listened to it, yeah. yeah. Dream trip or road, Colin? Oh, well, obviously, I've only been riding a year, so I've not done too many roads. I think my favourite road at the moment is the road that runs from Tingdon to Oban. Oh, um, nice. It's nice. It's got lots of big open bends. You can see long distance down the road, and all the big bends are shell gripped. So it's great fun for getting down as far as you possibly can on a tiny 125. Dream roads. I, I think I've probably driven a few roads that I would. I would think of as dream roads on a bike, but I've not been on a bike. I've been in a car, and I've off, I've always thought I'd like to come back and do this in a, in a, uh, on a bike. So I did some roads in Canada a couple of years ago when I was back. My sat nav took me off the motorway or off the highway because it was uh, it was busy and took me some of the back roads, and it was absolutely incredible. Not many bends, but the scenery and stuff is just absolutely out of this world. Um, go, that's a shout out to. I know we've got listeners in the in the um, across the pond. On, Ontario area, uh-huh. um, so yeah, they'll be loving that. Yeah. I think it was regional route forty eight. I think. There you go. If, if anyone, anyone is if anyone in Ontario is listening, that's what we that need. Is. We need pictures or yeah. some sort of video of that. And also, I had to go to or had to. It wasn't a hardship. I went to India um, a couple of years ago for work, uh, and I would absolutely love to ride a motorbike through Mumbai. Really? Oh God! Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. own bike, no, I, no. It's somebody else's bike. Just oh, case. absolutely, somebody uh, else's uh, bike, not my own. <laughs> 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 I 
Although, by all accounts, you know I mean, because um, I've... Did you go? Have you been? No, I never want to go. No, uh, I've been in there, and I no, <laughs> just no. However, apparently, once you get out of the city, apparently some of the like the twisties, and the back roads in in Mumbai are absolutely tremendous. So when I was there, we went out to a place called Lanavala, um, which is like like a big resort in the mountains just outside Mumbai. I think it's about fifty or sixty miles from Mumbai, uh, and to get there, we had to go on refer to as the motorway um, it bears no resemblance to the motorways that we would expect yeah. as a motorway and their attitude to junctions and slip roads is very very casual so if I'm driving down my side of the motorway and the junction I want is 250 yards down the road on the other side of the motorway I literally just cross onto the other side of the motorway at the first available gap and drive down the wrong side so you could feasibly meet a truck coming the wrong way on the motorway which is interesting um but once you get out of that and you get up into the mountains the roads are absolutely incredible lots of hairpin bends huge drops down the side and random special. animals wandering about it's it's definitely a, 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 a random animals that's a bit like the green willy and i'm sat the one i tell you what you don't even know you need to go that far for random <laughs> animals i was out wednesday night and we were crossing from Logton to Stewarton, and there was chicken, just a random chicken, walking down the street, and we were like, oh, we need to slow down, I mean, luckily enough, there was nothing behind us, there was nothing coming, so we were fine, Um, however, the the kind of lead rider um, did say, you should have just hit it, and I'm like, yeah, that's great, but I really don't want to be picking feathers and guts and all sorts out of my bike, thanks very much, and then we got to Stewarton, Turn to Stewarton to head towards Newton Mearns, which again is a kind of borough of Glasgow. Um, and again, is a lovely, twisty, quite a technical little road that leads you out of there. And we literally hit the national speed limit, went around the first bend, and there's a cow walking down the street. <laughs> and you're going, yeah, I'm kind of ready now to kind of go to these places that have random wild animals. Oh. <laughs> I think I honestly think that there were plants. I think somebody just stuck them out there just to see how we'd react. To random farmyard animals just gaping and wandering down the street, but I'm you. I think the uh, I think the twisties in Mumbai might be quite deceptively picturesque. Yeah, so yeah, oh, it's it's absolutely beautiful. Once you get out of Mumbai and you start to get into the mountains, it's really really beautiful out there. There you go. Nice. And that people was Colin. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't get my, I'm going to wear that button out. Good, excellent. The, the rate we're going, I'm going to wear that button out. Every but time I pick up that cup, to I'll put it back down. Use that button. So, so I'm going to leave that in as well because we're going to talk about it, right? Just so that I've got to leave it in and exactly. I can't edit it out. There's <laughs> some stuff I can edit out, but that I'm going to purposely yeah. leave in just totally. so that people listening can go, "What the hell are they talking about?" But welcome aboard, Colin. Thank you very this much. This is now your opportunity just to kind of get throw your random brain farts out there, Absolutely. the same as we do. Do not be shy. Just chip in whenever whenever we're chatting about stuff. You know. Yeah. And that was checking. And now it's time. I'm going to do it again because I did it last week and loved it. It's the news. Sorry, I was too busy dancing there. <laughs> so, first up, we have the uh, Kawasaki Auto Clutch Patent. So, um, um, as the title may suggest, this is a patent for an auto clutch. Um, so, We've got loads of things that kick. <laughs> you stop laughing, you're just taking a, taking a drink. Of. 
Um, I was putting a cup down. I was trying to I was going to just put a cup down. I went, oh, better no. So, um, as you know, your bikes nowadays come in lots of little gadgets to try and make the ride, um, in inverted commas, easier, air quotes. Yep. Um, so, quick shifters and auto blippers, that's what she said, are the norm these days. So, um, the problem tends to be that sometimes they work great, and other times they are like the very dry beef, a bit jerky. Yes. You know? Any, anyone that's ridden a GS with a quick shifter will understand what it's like to have a quick shifter. Yeah. I, I actually have never used a quick shifter or anything like that. Never used them. So um, I'm speaking from a complete platform of ignorance here. BMW 1000XR. Yeah. Probably the smoothest quick shifter I think that's out there just now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people kind of saying the same. And yet, when you go up to the big, bigger bikes, it's just horrible. Aye. I just, I mean, I, I, I like the the idea of it, but I, I like using my clutch. I just feel as if I know what I'm doing. No, I, I coming totally from agree. a platform of ignorance. Um, so, um, and how do you stop this jerkiness? You use your clutch. Yeah. So, hey. um, what Kawasaki are working on is an actuator to help this process by activating and deactivating the clutch in line with the quick shifter and the blipper. So it's actually a nice blend from a traditional to a kind of. DCT, yeah. Well, it's so almost a semi-semi-automatic then. So it's almost like a semi-automatic, aye. Aye. A semi-semi-automatic. Semi-semi-automatic, aye. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I suppose so they can't, I don't think they'd register the patent as a semi-semi-automatic. No. They just, the guys in the patent office might go, Kawasaki, lost it. Aye. <laughs> aye. So but aye, that's, that's almost what it's like. It just engages the clutch ever so slightly. I don't know why I'm doing that with my finger. But it engages the clutch ever so slightly, just taking a take that. Jerkiness yep. it. And for those of you that want to know what Darren was doing uh, with his finger, uh, that he was so keen to not want to do with his finger, just use your imagination. Um, check, check on Instagram. Exactly, check on Instagram. <laughs> In the application, there is a description of how it could also be beneficial on a hybrid bike. Ooh. So, um, and that's uh, a cheeky wee giveaway that Kawasaki are looking at. A hybrid. Or hybrid. That would be interesting. I'd be I'd be interested to see how a hybrid would perform. So go in full NASA mode and watch this space. Yeah, hey, do you like that? Like that? Aye, that was that's like the biggest dad joke so far. So the only thing that comes into my head when we talk about hybrid bikes is my girlfriend drives a small Toyota Yaris hybrid, uh, and it's a tiny car, and it literally wouldn't pull you out of bed in the morning. But it weighs an absolute ton because it's got an engine, an engine, and, and a battery. huge battery. Is it no quick off the mark though with the battery? So from not to thirty, it's like absolute lightning. It takes off like a scalded cat and then hits thirty <laughs> miles an hour and goes. <laughs> 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 it okay. is quite good at traffic lights and stuff when you get like people coming up beside you Wee. and revving their engines and stuff, and you like pull off and leave them behind you silently. Uh, and for the first few seconds, and then for the first go, few and then seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and ov- obviously it's a, it's a CVT So there's no gears to change So it pulls away smoothly oh, so, just, so, so you never get that You know if anyone does pull away slightly in front of you By the time they've changed gear you've went past them So it does have It's, it's advantages at slow speeds But for the for the size of car it is The weight is absolutely incredible mm-hmm. This goes back to the whole swappable battery thing Because if, yeah. if they're involved in the whole swappable battery Will they keep the weight down? And if you keep the weight down, the chances are the battery would be that wee bit smaller. So then you're right, probably not to 30 or whatever, it would be quick. But then you're cutting across to the normal combustion engine. Unless they'd flip it and try and do it the other way and put like a t- little single engine in it. And, and put all the weight on the battery. It would be interesting yeah. to see. But it's it just the fact that we went combustion 
electric, you know, this is going to be a kind of in the middle. Uh, cause it's funny because we've never really even thought about hybrids as an option, did we? We've never really discussed hybrids. No. Such for that very reason, you know, why would you put two different types of engine in a car or yeah. in, in a bike? You know, when you when you're limited with space and weight and all these kind of things. Anyway, so aye, be, that, will, that will be really interesting to see what they come up with. Actually. Aye, even putting something like a wee three fifty single in it or something, and then having a well, reasonable size battery. Even, even if you just look at an electric push bike, do you know what I mean? How much heavier and bigger they are. Oh, aye. Just to stick that wee motor in the back wheel, maybe a bit of cabling, you know. So, yeah, interesting. Um, Watch this space, ladies and gentlemen. Aye, we'll maybe cover that. We'll need to do an electric special again. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need. Call in some favours and see if we can get ourselves out in some electric, electric bikes. Zeros. Yeah, we chucked it. We chucked into the Trident experience down in England. That'd be cool. Oh, aye. Or the English Motor Company. They've got oh, a few. Yeah, they aye. do, I think, zeros and energy cars. So, mm. yeah, so keep everybody keep subscribing. Tell your friends so we've got a massive following and then we can go on these freebies. Please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got next? Cannonball challenge. So again, I, I, I want to do this. Oh, I would love to do this. I, I, I would really like to do this. So there's a company out there called Rally Moto who have organised a number of events for adventure bike riders, um, but they've come up with a new challenge for people that don't like to get their bike dirty. I'm putting my hand up. Mm-hmm. That's me because it's a buggery clean, and then everybody else wants their cars cleaned while I'm at it. But the difference with this one is, is again, there's no dirt, there's no green lane, and then it's all on road. Now, where I find it exciting. Is the whole route is plotted out on a road book. Now, anyone that has followed the Dakar rally mm-hmm. or has even watched like Charlie Berman's race to Dakar yep. will know what a road book is. But if you don't, it used to be what I can only describe as toilet roll <laughs> with the instructions all printed into it. And then you have it in this roller thing. Um, and then as you went on, it kind of wound on and it gives you directions. So it was like an old-fashioned sat-nav, really, Aye. right? But it had obviously different information. But Rally Moto have got an app that put, that brings it up in the same way, which is, like, super cool. So this challenge is a, it's a 300-mile route through Wales, which, again, is a bit of a bummer because, look, we're nowhere near Wales. There's points awarded for accuracy of the navigation rather than the speed, so obviously not encouraging people to... Constantly been riding the bit down, yeah. or the you mean full <coughs> throttle all the way through Wales. There's also just as it is in the Dakar, there will be timed sections, um, with points lost for you being outside the time, which is again it's quite it's, it is, to me it feels like the Dakar without having to spend all that money, the fear of dying, and the fear of having to wash your bike. Right, no, absolutely, yeah. I'm not a big fan of sand. No, 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 on the bike anyway. Um, there are talks for having longer distances or doing ones where longer distances possible overnights, maybe even the length of the country one. Um, but the event's supposed to start June or July time. Uh, but if anyone's interested, go on to uh, rallymoto.co.uk and there's a whole kind of section there all about it. But it just, the idea of having a road book, I think that's the bit that gets me. It's not so much the roads and all that kind of stuff. I think it's more having the road book. And just having this app that looks ah, like an actual, you mean, like Dakar road book, <coughs> um, just makes me go, oh, I want that. Even if they did that as a sat nav, I would buy that. I, I would buy that. I'd be like, yep, I'll have that, thanks. Yes. But aye. So the aye. Can- cannonball challenge, well worth a look. Um, and hopefully they'll bring it up here so that we can get a chance to do it up here. I know, somewhere like the North Coast 500 would be ideal to kind of pick bits and bobs of that. Do it. So many good roads up here, we could easily do it up here. Um, or just bring out the app and allow us to date yourself so that you could have like a group function so that if we uh, all had the app 
we could then say, right, we're going to do this challenge. There's the thing. One is can take the time to plot where the different places are and yeah, yeah. Where we get cool. points for. And then just share it amongst the, the group bees and go, right, you've got a fortnight to do it. Right? So you can take your time and go and do it at your own leisure, but you need to go and, and mm. do it. So, but aye. Cool. Might do it. Next that up. Does sound, cool. does, does sound fun. Do you have to have a Buck Reynolds moustache though? No, but I think you get bonus points for a Buck Reynolds moustache. Oh, that's good. Well, that's all right then. I think you do get a Buck Aye. And if you pick up a Hitchhiking Bride, that's an extra 100 points. Oh, cool. Any Hitchhiking Brides out there interested, let us know. Yep. Yep. Okay, we'll just draw you bail over that now. Hey! <laughs> so, um, next up, um, fun enough, um, it's a new Triumph. Um, you know me. Um, I'm not. I'm not... You don't like Triumph? I'm though. not a big fan of Triumphs, no. Do you want me um, to do this since you don't like Triumph? Uh, no, no. All right, okay. Right. Oh, you go there. Anyway, uh, it's, uh, and I haven't spent um, hours drooling over the teaser trailers that have been on for weeks and weeks, popping up on Facebook about this this particular bike, which is the new Triumph Speed Triple 1200 RS, which is just, um, you know, and I did say that the Speedmaster was my kind of dream bike, but, you know, I'd, I'd take one of these. Triumph, if you're listening. Take one Aye. Absolutely. Aye, definitely. Yeah, if you want to just like maybe just lend me just for a couple of years, um, I'll get back to you. How I like it, it'll be good. Um, so the Super Naked World has a new beast arriving, and no, it's not Darren. It's the um, Speed Triple Twelve Hundred RS. So with the outgoing two thousand and eighteen hundred and forty eight brake horsepower ten fifty RS, it's now going to be a hundred and seventy seven point five brake horsepower twelve hundred RS. And this increase in power makes it a serious contender. Um, up against the likes of the MT10, you know, that's 158 brake horsepower, 177 brake horsepower for the KTM 1290 Super Duke R, and the 173 brake horsepower Aprilia 210. Is that it? 210? 210. 210. Aye. Um, so I'll tell you what else, that 1290 Super Duke is rapid. It's aye. scarily quick. Have you been on one? Aye. Mm. And it's scarily quick. Yes. So this thing. Aye, so, um, and yet it's still got this beautiful classic British old school look about it. You know what I mean? It's anyway, so what are we getting? We're getting uh, ten kilograms lighter, one hundred ninety-eight kilograms weight, with an eight hundred and thirty millimeter seat height. Oh, um, that's you ruined. That's me ruined. Can he do it? Oh well, I'll just go back to my Speedmaster. That's fine. Platforms, the heels. Get a set of Daytonas. Mm. They've got a wee lift in them. RuPaul's Speed Triple. Okay, uh, <laughs> 92 pound foot, pound foot torque and 15 and a half litre fuel tank. All right, uh, I've just given Dan an image he never ever wanted, but that's fine. No, um, new electronic rider aids such as lean sensitive traction control. And then this is controversial because there'll be a lot of people out here that'll go, Why would you ever want this? But it's an anti wheelie control. But again, like we said before. You know a bike's quick when they put anti wheelie on it. Yeah, exactly. I, I, no, I can. T- I totally understand. I totally get the anti wheelie thing. Um, I think. I think if you've been riding a long time, uh, I, don't, I don't. It's probably not that much an advantage to you. But for newer riders like me that are about to move from a one two five to something Tom. a bit more powerful, um, and I'm, I've been riding for a year and been used to just being able to pin the throttle. Um, at some point, I'm going to do that on my big bike and absolutely terrify myself. And not and have an anti wheelie at that point is probably a really good thing. I, I, I actually do vividly remember doing that when I went from my, when I passed the test and I bought a GSX Suzuki GSX, and it wasn't it was only a GSX F600, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a fast bike because you know I'm not a fast rider. I'm not. A, I'm not. Uh, it was not a full bone jigsaw. You know, but you know going I mean? from you know a really kind of 
under uh, you know p- performance bike to, to, to something that just gives you a bit of oomph and the first time I took off the lights and the, and the front wheel went up and I honestly did cake my pants I really did you know it was just but I didn't drop it that was another time so but I think there'll be a lot of experienced riders out there that go like that oh for goodness sake because I remember when I got um, when I got the Triumph and I was chatting to one of my friends about it and they went what do you want traction control for and I'm like I can we happy with traction control thanks very much you know I think the thing with all the, the modern bikes now that come with traction control and wheelie control and all these things they're all switch offable yeah, absolutely. So if you yeah. want, if you want to take yeah. the bike to a track and ride it with no ABS, no wheelie control, no traction control, you can do that. But on the street, you would you take every safety advantage you can get. So if that's ABS, traction control, anti wheelie mode, whatever it may be, then take it, take, take it, it, yeah. it. And hang on the track, you still want anti wheelie on because it gets you that quick. Woof, you can you know, get that quick start if you're no used, as you say, if you've not been riding for a while and don't have the the technique or whatever to be able to get away and hold it down and whatever then that's just an added bonus if the machines go to use it yeah absolutely it comes with a two-stage cornering abs you know all the usual stuff quick shifter up and down a quick shifter again there but not a kawasaki clutch patent um five rider modes rain road sport track and fully customizable user ones which is way more common in a lot of bikes now and all these different rider modes Uh, yeah, uh, Brembo brakes and Olin shocks fully adjustable, not semi-active. A new colour dash which can do navigation and also control a GoPro. It's quite cool. That's quite um, cool. Uh, and it's a lot of bike for fifteen grand or fifteen thousand one hundred. That's not bad. It, it, it does. That's a contender. Sound like a <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like a lot of bike for that kind of money. You know, it's got a nice big engine. It's got plenty of power. It's got loads of toys, uh, and it's a Triumph. So. It's got a classic Triumph look about it. So. 177 brake, and it's under 200 kilos. You know what I mean? I'll be it. You put, well, we're all variant sizes, but you know what I mean? We put a body on it, it. But even at that, still, that's pushing nearly 600 brake per ton. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of power. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, uh, but um, it's too tall for me, and uh, there isn't a Triumph dealership in Glasgow anyway. So. There isn't any options about loading the seat or anything, is there? It didn't say whether mm. there was any options to load the seat, but I would imagine that there's always options to load it, whether they either scoop some of the actual seat out. It depends how much of a seat is on it. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If it's a bit more sporty, you know what I mean? It might have less cushioning. Yeah, it might yeah. just have a little, like, thin seat that there's not really much that you can take away. Aye. No. Failing that, it's one of those ones, It's a, it's whether there's a, an adjustable cup or something that can load it, or the other option is, is they... they do something with the actual lowering the suspension, but if it's if it's fully adjustable, Olin's I imagine you, you can on your own destiny then to, to go and lower it. It's not as if you can go and take a link with it because you know why would you? Aye, exactly. Mm. Anyway, uh, a beautiful piece of machinery, in my humble opinion. There you go. Yeah, we yes. should just get a wee day trip up to Triumph just to see it. Aye, sounds like a. We should do the wee day trip to one in Carlisle just to make a day trip later. Or we just book. To actually go to Hinkley. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? I'd be up for that. You podcast from there. <sighs> I'm up for that. I'm game for that. Because it's, f- it's not that far away. No, it's no. Absolutely not. Four, four hours. Four and a bit hours. Um, okay, well, let's... Let's, yeah, okay. let's, off- let's take that offline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Can I say that? It's after half five. 
I'm going to go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Absolutely. Yamaha Retro 125. Yamaha have done it again. They've taken a big break and they've made it smaller. Uh, the new XR, XSR 125. I don't know why you just don't give them names. I know. That's why I like the Mutt. The Mutt's just got a Mutt mongrel. Nah, that's that's, that's ideal. Enough. Instead of all these numbers. But it's an Z. No, it's not a Z. Can I have done it again? <sighs> It's an XSR125. So it's a baby version of the 700 and the 900, which is a tall bike, by the way. Um, again, it's, again, they use for you. Um, using the same engine, though, that's currently in the R125 and the MT125, um, they just stuck it in this new chassis for the... Which, again, it, it does look like just a smaller version, um, but very retro-looking. 15 brake horsepower with a variable valve actuation, um, supplying plenty of torque, which is quite good for... Do you think it's got that... Wheelie thing though, wasn't it? Uh, it didn't say if it had anti-wheelie control. Um, however, it does have single disc brakes and dual channel ABS. So yeah, it's quite possibly, it, maybe it's an extra. Mm. Maybe it's an optional extra if you buy like an S model or something. Maybe it's not so much an anti-wheelie as a, if you do a wheelie, it gives you a wee cheer. I think they're going to sell a ton of these. I think they will as well. I th and the reason is that um, any time I enter any biker forums for 125s and people are looking for new bikes, anyone over 5 foot 11 wants a Varadero. Yes. And how and hard is it to get a Varadero? The price of them is going up and up and up and they're getting more and more rare. They're really hard to find. Uh, and if these are anywhere near as good, they will sell a load of them. So it's an 810 millimetre seat height, which is fairly tall. Um, I think the MT125 was about 805 um, and that was tall because that's, that's what I went for and again being 6 foot that was the option that I had it was either that or the KTM the 125 no the RC the, the other one the Duke um, again it was purely because of the height because the, everything else was just tiny uh, and again I would have looked like a circus monkey on a trike and it's I mean riding the wife's ninja looks ridiculous so I do think you're right, mate. I think anyone that's over that kind of five ten, five eleven mark is definitely going to go in and go, oh, look at the size of that thing. I'll have that unless yeah, they absolutely. want the dirt bike thing. Um, there is a couple of accessory kits for this bike, um, which are things like extra uh, headlight cover, fly screen, engine cover. I mean, just little things to make it to touch it up a wee bit. I make it a bit chunkier, a bit. Aye, just to make it look different. A bit less like one two five. Now this will excite you. Mm -hmm. It comes in black. Red, and your favourite colour of bike, yellow, yellow, yes. and it is yellow. It's super cool looking in is yellow. I, I looked at it and went, oh, I quite like one of them. If it was near one two five, <laughs> fifteen brake horsepower, <laughs> fifteen brake horsepower. <laughs> you know I mean, now again, you'll know this and you'll appreciate this. Yamaha and KTM are definitely at the higher end of the one two five market. This thing's starting at four four five zero on the road. Four thousand four hundred and fifty quid on the road. Now when you think about it, you could go and buy a Royal Enfield. My, my Suzuki GSX-F, brand new when I bought it when I passed my test, was cheaper than that. It's frightening, isn't it? It's a lot that of money. That was fair, but still, you know. Which is great if you're going to do your, if you're gonna do your CBT all the time and just keep renewing your CBT, you have no interest in going to a big bike. Happy days, that's, you know what I mean? 
plenty of bike, and I never had a problem with my Yamaha. It was it was solid enough. Mm. And imagine mm. you'd be the same with your KTM. Yeah, it's, it's great. There's no problem. Life was the same with her Honda. I mean, those kind of big brands, they are bulletproof. Yeah. I mean, I'm, and John, if you're out there, I'm sure the Mutt is amazing, mate, and I'm with you. I think the Mutt looks awesome. I'm just a bit too tall for it. But aye, it's on sale now. I think it's a good. I think it's a good addition. I think it's something different um, to the one two five market aye. because it was getting a bit no stagnant. But I think if you wanted, if you wanted something a wee bit different, you were kind of heading down the Chinese route. And even at that, yeah, there's still. I know people say, "Oh, it's different now," and you I mean reliability's better, but. I think I think they are improving. I think there's de- there's definitely been an improvement in them, but um, all you have to do is look at one that's a year old that's been living in Glasgow and not been in a garage. It's and no had ACF fifty or yeah, something like that on it. Ninety percent so rust. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the thing. If you want something big that's not going to rust, that's standing the test of time, you're having to go for a Varadero, yep. and they are like hen's teeth. They are. Do you know what I mean? And even if you find one, there's there. I mean, they're not, f- and they're not four grand, no. but they're they're not a, they're two and a half. The the used bike market just now, especially one two fives, the prices are are absolutely ridiculous. They've they've gone through the roof since we we started to come out of lockdown. Nobody wants to use public transport, so the used one two five market at the moment is it's mental. Yeah, yeah. Actually, if you if you're looking to buy a decent used one two five, if you can save up an extra five hundred quid, you'd be well just going and buying a new one because Aye. that's how close the the used prices are to new oh, bikes absolutely. at the moment. And the thing is, is because the used prices are holding them, your actual depreciation on a brand new one probably isn't as severe as what it used to be. Aye. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Sticking on Yamaha. The new R7. And this thing looks stunning. They're bridging the gap between the R3 and the R1 with a new R7. Colin's starting to drill. You know what's that? He's kind of drilling a bit there. No. Once, once we get by the news, Colin, I'll go and get the pics. I'll show you. I've seen it. Have you seen it? I've seen the R seven. Uh, I've seen some videos online. I've seen some pictures. It's a lovely looking bike. It's no an R seven. Oh, controversy! Interesting. You much prefer the R six. I think so. I know there's an argument if you look at like the R one two five. That's a single. Um, but to me, an R bike's an inline four. So it's replacing the new R the R six. The new model is based on the popular and successful MT seven. Uh, you don't need us to tell you that it will be a sports bike, in case that isn't wasn't obvious. So Colin wasn't drilling; he was actually spitting chips. That's what he was doing. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Yamaha haven't messed with the engine too much. It's the six eight nine cc parallel twin. It was such a successful engine, so they've stuck with that. But it's not in line. There are a number of additions though: new ECU, new air filters, revised exhaust and fresh fuel mapping. Gear ratio tweaks, new slipper clutch, and optional quick shifter. Again, quick shifters. Again, new LCD dash keeps the console modern and flashy. Ooh, modern and flashy. Oh, modern and flashy. I don't know. If no, flashy's don't know not really, uh, flashy's ASMR, not really good a word at that level, is it? Yeah. Flashy's gonna. What about LCD dash? Ah, uh, that can work. Okay, got that. Uh, uh, clip on handlebars. That sounds a bit. Like a Wayne's bike, but anyway, clip on handlebars and race bike like rubber, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and a Kendall in the back, no? Um, front and rear, and it sounds like it could be a good middleweight sports bike, yeah. Um, the USA, the USA have it on the market at a pre tax price of $8,999, which is about six and a half grand, which is no 
going to be what it costs here, let's yeah. be honest. A um, couple of test rides have given it very good reviews. Uh, Michael Gilbert for Cycling World uh, talks about, well, when talking about the impressive sa- chassis, he says, I don't know what this guy sounds like, um, um, any apex, any time feel that boosts confidence in a way, even track prepped MTA with sevens couldn't. I think he's American. Is that, he's American, is he? I think he's is American. That, I don't have a clue who this guy is. So, no. um, okay. Um, and any apex, any time feel that boosts. No, I'm not, do you know what? There'll be, we've got, no, we've got no, listeners no, across no, the pond no, there. No, I apologise no. right now for even attempting that. Um, yes. Um, and any apex, any time feel that boosts confidence in a way that even track prepped MTO 7s couldn't. There you go. We're international viewers, right? We're either going to tune in to, the, to hear the dulcet tones of us from the west coast of Scotland. Yeah, murdering their dialect. Sorry, apologies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Troy, do you know? Do you know how to pronounce his name? I think it's I think it's Sheehan. Sheehan, Troy, Troy Sheehan from motorcycle.com ads. Changing direction on the R seven couldn't be easier as it flicks from side to side with the swiftness I expect from the R three or a small bike. Um, so, a couple of good comments here, but Colin, controversial Colin. As we're going to call you from now Contra- on. That's controversial call. That's controversial call. Yeah, um, has thrown a wee span on the work there about about the excitement of this bike, but it will be really interesting to see it in the flesh. Um, with all those impressive specs, Colin, are you still I'm, I'm raging about it? No, I'm not raging about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that much. I'm <laughs> not um, raging about it. I just wish they put an actual inline four in it and stop. Well, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's. I think it's a, a move towards. Um, fuel efficiency and all that kind of Making stuff. Making that a wee which, bit lighter. Which is that kind not of really what you want from a bike that you're buying as a, it's more or less a race bike, isn't it? Let's be honest. I think a lot of people will be looking at that kind of middleweight market for something they can take to track. Yeah. So something like yeah. an R7 or the new, is it a new the, 650R? The, uh, or the RS660. Aye. It's those kind of things that folk mm. will go, do you know what, I don't want to pay all this money for uh you mean an R1 or something mm-hmm. like that to take to a track and potentially gravel it, you know what I mean, and ruin yeah. it. Right. I'll buy something that maybe costs, I'd say, I'll, I'll buy something that's going to run about the five, six grand mark, you know what I mean? If you've got that kind of money to play about with a bike, go to a track, fair play to you, can you be my best friend? Okay. Um, but it's one of those ones. I get where you're coming from. The inline four sounds better than yeah. than the parallel twin. You, mm-hmm. cannot, you, you know what I mean? The only thing I think that, for me, the only thing that sounds slightly better than the inline four is the triple. Aye. The triple sounds, you know what I mean? But I get that the inline four for me does sound better. I suppose one of the advantages of being uh, the the twin is that you won't have to rev the nuts off it to, nah, to that's sit true. on the power band. Ah, you'll get the power band easier. Who knows? We'll need to uh, chat up somebody at Yamaha or a certain showroom not too far far from here, about 25 miles from here, and um, we'll see if we can get out on one when it arrives. That may be worth a wee chat. Aye, yeah, I'll just grow up here and buy an R1. Well, <laughs> <laughs> You're still going, well, oh, I know, but a Fireblade's nicer. You know, oh, well, I know. <laughs> we could go off on a whole tangent here, but there you go. Anyway, that was the news. I think you were sleeping there. So I think kicked in there. That thud wasn't the cup earlier, it was your heat. It was my heat hitting you. Oh! There you go. And now... The big question. Oh, here you gave your wee thing a wiggle there. That I was know, good. I, I know, I did. You didn't wiggle that last week. No, I didn't. No, I was feeling a bit under the weather. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's a first for 2021. Darren's wiggled his thing. Family friendly. Family friendly. This week's big question. Uh, what apps do you use for your bike? Which sounds dull, but actually it's quite exciting because... There's a lot of apps out there you don't even know are out there. You would not you know I mean? believe, by yeah. the way. The minute you put motorbike into uh, one of the app stores, yeah. or you know, in the Play Store, it just goes nuts. I mean, you spend, well, I did spend hours in there. Yeah. Ooh, 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 no. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We've picked and some then, of the best, haven't we? That, aye, we've, that, we've picked some of the some of the decent ones. Um, and a couple of weak and random ones that you maybe wouldn't associate with motorbikes, but aye. actually and if, and pretty we'll, damn handy. We'll, we'll preset this at the start to say, if there's anyone out there that's got an app that they think is so good and we've missed it, by all means email us, messages, whatever, yeah. and tell us, and we'll quite happily review it, and then we'll come back and do a footnote or something in one Absolutely, of the shows. Yeah. Apps 2, the apps rerun. Apps 2, <laughs> apps two revenge. Yeah. Revenge this of the This time apps. it's really, really, really personal. Aye. Uh, that was Jaws 19 though, wasn't it? Aye, it was actually, mm-hmm. from Back to the Future back 2. To, yep, exactly. Which happened six years ago, which is about... Bizarre. That's Aye. a bit weird, isn't it? Uh, Aye. Anyway, still not got a bloody hoverboard. Anyway, great. Carry on. <laughs> Get them on eBay. All right, I'll go first. Um, Waze. Exactly. Give us a Waze. Give us a Waze. It's a navigation. So it's sat nav. Aye. I mean, uh, it is completely free, which is good. Oh, apps being free, I think, is a, a bonus point. We should have. Yeah. Come, I should have come up with some sort of scoring metric, but I never thought about it. Um, it's a navigation solution. Uh, it's very simple looking, um, nice, user friendly. Um, it has some unusual features. Uh, sorry, the usual features that you would expect from any kind of good satnav. Um, it's got a kind of day night setting, which kind of switches to automatic as the as the sun goes down. Don't burst into song. Um, it's got two D, three D maps, voice relay, auto zoom. It's got speedometer on it, which is quite good. The map moves obviously in the direction that you do, um, but you can set it to true north so that you know, I mean the map doesn't change. Uh, speed limits are on the maps, um, and you can set the app to tell you when you go over the speed limit, um, and you can set this to a percentage, or you can set it to the amount of miles per hour over yep. it. I set it to the percentage because, well, if you're going to set, you set to say, if I'm over the speed limit, let me know. If you set that to like five miles an hour, five miles an hour over the speed limit at 30, at 30 miles an hour, uh, that's ticket territory. Five miles an hour over the speed limit at 70, yeah, you might get away with that one. I mean, you probably get away with that one. The map shows road closures and road works. It shows you reported potholes, which was quite interesting. Oh, that's good. Uh, that is good. Um, however, because we know that folk like to report potholes, so I would imagine that's relatively accurate. I'd be remember you'd be surprised how many was on it. Mm. <laughs> I was quite because I had the same opinion. I'm going, well, it's only the reported ones, but there must be a lot of people going that have got too much time on their hands. Going, nah, another bloody pothole. I'm going to report that. Uh, you just have to. I think there's umpteen Facebook pages about potholes, isn't there? So there's a subculture out there of pothole enthusiasts aye. or unenthusiasts, maybe because they're very. There's maybe a pothole club. I could be yeah. potholing. Potholing. That that's. That sounds like a real British way of spelunking. It does, doesn't it? Aye. It does. Spelunking. Anyway, spelunking. Um, so I, I doubt every pothole's on there. By a long shot, I can tell you that every pothole's not on there. However, um, 
I think the fact that it is some of them are on there is probably better than none of them being on there. Um, speaking of icons, and you will like this, the style of it is very. How can I say this? Duplo Lego. The little echo. It's echo. It's very echo. The icons are little faces and stuff like that. It's even just the icon for the app's super cute. It's just like we can. Aye, well that kind of carries right through it exactly. I'm I'm not going to say what else it could be, but it's a small white. It's just kind of blob with a tail. Yeah. Um. But this is. I now have a Monty Python song in my head from um. Life, so well, you can anyway. d- it's not that you can change it to a whole load of different wee icons like your tracker so mine's has changed to a little motorbike Beep. but you can change it to pretty much anything you like you can have like a wee it almost looks like a duplo lego lorry cool and you can, it's just loads of little things you can just go oh i'll have that oh i'll have that but and this is the bit i liked which is just weird right because i was never a mega fan i wasn't getting any fan actually um but there is a whole load of voice options um, and as you would expect, you get the kind of normal ones. There's a handful of kind of US English ones at the next corner, turn left. You know what I mean? And then you get the US kind of variants that sound very Apple-y. Um, as well as a multitude of other languages, there is tons of different languages in there. However, the two best voice options are boy band. Does that mean, does that, mean that you can... There's a whole group of them. You can have it your way. Change uh, left. Uh, it's uh, that kind of thing, um, which is just nuts and then my personal favorite which is still on now i never used this app until we obviously started looking into this yep. it is now my default sat nav boy george <laughs> boy george telling you to take lefts and take rights and then when you get to your destination it goes oh thanks for riding with us oh can't wait till the next time i'll have the tea ready <laughs> and i'm going yes <laughs> i've arrived i have arrived and it's not even as if it's a it, if it's a guy doing an impression of Boy George, it's spot on, but it sounds like Boy George. So I, I'm uh, that's that app is purely worth it just for that. You need to experience that. Now I think if you download it in the US, you get Batman, oh. which we don't get. I know I looked at it. <laughs> Had Batman been on there, I would have phoned you straight away, regardless of which shift you were on. You'd have got phoned straight away on the Batbike. Aye, and I can't find if there's a place to download them or not. Which is a bit of a bummer. That's a bummer. Now, just when you think that this voice control or this this voice thing couldn't get any better, you can record your own. Love it. Which the temptation to sit and record my own Scottish version, very angry Scottish version, I mean, when you suddenly miss a turning, ah, you clown, turn round. Turn around, you clown, you missed it. Would just be so good. (laughs) Yeah, half wet. Turn around. Egypt. Yeah, Egypt. And obviously, and obviously there's other ones we would use that we would not be doing a family friendly podcast. On a family friendly one, yes, you can obviously imagine. Uh, But I I will get to the point where I am going to play with that. Once I get tired of Boy George, and no offense, Boy George, if you're listening, he's not listening. But I will um, I will possibly we are um, testing that one out and if you can share it all the better because then i'll be encouraging Absolutely. you chaps to download yep, this yep, app yep, yep. just so that you can hear my abusive sat nav directions and the number of languages is quite impressive 40 plus languages it's quite impressive there's yeah. a whole rake of them on there um it's quite good the the app recognizes google assistant and siri um, as a number of shortcuts that you can capitalize on the only issue i found so far is the um 
integration compatibility only works with Apple Music and Spot uh, Amazon Music and Spotify, and there is a couple of others on there like Deezer and all that kind of stuff. Um, there is no integration for Apple Music or iTunes, mm. um, which if you're an iPhone, you, which is crazy when you can download the app on iOS. I know it's there sitting there, but you just don't get that integration because then you get the whole thing on one screen and you don't need to worry about your music because it's all on there. Which is, and then it recognises like voice commands and all that kind of stuff. So. If you're listening ways, that'd be a nice little addition if you could just sort that out and get as Batman in the UK. Um, so yeah, no Apple integration, but that's the only thing that I kind of found. I mean, that I had any issue with it. Um, it is slick. It's got loads of features. The direction's good. I mean, cool. um, you can still yeah. listen to music in the background and still get your sat nav, but it would be nice if it'd be on one. Um, but other than that, I, I, I that is my new default go-to sat nav. Nice. Uh, talking about sat-nav navigation trackers, we've got Kalamoto, uh, another um, navigation and tracker, but it's a tracker app as well, which is quite nice. Uh, it's basic versions free. There's a premium version for um, seven ninety nine. Um, is that per month? Yep. Or forty two ninety nine a year. Yeah. Uh, good navigation app. Not only does it act as a standard sat-nav, but um, gives you options to set the type of roads um, so fast. Excludes highways, twisty and super twisty. If you want, I think we used that. Is that the one we used for going to Loch Lomond a couple of years ago when we, we took it. We out? did die. Uh, we, we set we it got up a free trial. Got a free trial and put it in for. It gave us some nice roads. roads. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Um, so it does, but it, it does do what it says in the tin. It gives you super twisty if you want super twisty. Um, you can select how many miles trip you want, uh, the direction, the type of road, and it gives you a route. So it's really good if you're wanting to go and explore places that you know what you don't actually. Um, you know, you don't know very well, or you know, you'd like to go a wee bit off the beaten track. So, like, you know, if where we stay in the west of Scotland, we can get to Loch Lomond really quickly, but we'd quite like to get there really slowly, or really, or, really or, round or, about. Not, or not at all. Or sometimes, not at all sometimes, yeah, because it's just packed with tourists. Aye, no offense yeah. to the tourists, but it's packed with tourists. Uh, and then it shares other routes. So if you can, you can share your route with other members um, on the Kalamoto um, family. If that's the best way of putting it, that's a good way of putting it. Actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's oh, my thing. Sorry, my thing's blooped away the back. I hope you didn't hear that. Um, hear so what? 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 Hear what? Exactly. You've well, you've heard it now. <laughs> uh, I've got Hawaii Five O playing in the background there because somebody sent me a text message. Should really have that on silent. Um, how unprofessional. Yeah, very unprofessional. I don't want a button for. Yeah, you can, I, I'm getting one. I want you one for next week. Okay. Uh, it, it, the free bit's pretty basic, yeah, but it is really, really useful. If you're willing to pay £43 a year for the premium version, you do get some extras. Uh, worldwide tour planning and navigation. Offline maps helps if you've got data costs, obviously. Aye. And uh, um, lean angle acceleration tracking and analysis, so you can actually see how how f- how much skin came off your knee in that corner. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you get and that's super twisty roads. I think are on the premium, aren't they? Yeah, that's they are. The premium. Yeah, so it, the premium. it will still on the free version. It will still take you on super twisty roads, but you can't select that as an option. You can only select yeah. the twi- down to twisty. Yep. Um, I've used it quite a lot actually um, for runs about uh, up round about Loch Lomond yep. and up up, up the, uh, the west coast. Um, found it really good. It finds you some amazing routes um, and it finds you some really nice roads. I think. 
my only <clears throat> slight um, negative would be that, yeah, we'll find you Super Twisty Roads. What it doesn't tell you is that that Super Twisty Road is covered in potholes and there's a strip of gravel that runs right up the middle of it for 40 miles. So <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think, although, as, as Ian said, you can share your rides and routes, and at the end of your ride it asks you, you know, what was the scenery like, what was the condition of the road mm-hmm. like and stuff. So I think as it, as it gathers more data, it might, you know, Aye, give you a bit of road and might aye. give you because there was one bit we went down, wasn't it? It was super gravelly in Turkestown. Aye, and one of the bits when we used it, and it was like, oh, it almost felt like you were kind of getting on one of these roads that stops becoming a road. Yeah, you know, but it, but eventually it took us back up, which was nice. But we did have that kind of moment where we were going, that's a bit. Aye, that's yeah. really that's a nice feature for that. But I presume that's on the premium one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Forty three quid's not much for a year. It's not. It's not. It's not overly expensive. Uh, and if you know if. I think the, the free version's fine. The free version's fine for, for running about. I think if you were going to use it extensively for maybe like a two or three day trip. If you, if you were a big tourer type person, you then would, you would be better off with the paid version. I think it's one of those ones. I, I think where Kalimoto is, is calling up that market is if you suddenly wake up on a Sunday morning and go, oh, wow, sun's out. I've got nothing today. I'm going to the bike. Where do I want to go? I don't really know where I want to go. You can just go, ah, I want to go south. Mm-hmm. I want to do 150 mile round trip Boom And it just goes Right I'm ready Where are you going Let's go uh, Don't worry about it I'll keep you right on the way And then that's you You don't need to worry about Planning it out And all that kind of stuff And then it's Down to you When you stop Find right. somewhere to eat Or whatever You can literally Just pick a direction And do a round trip And it'll not take you All the way out And bring you all the way back It does a full it does round a, trip a proper mm. circuit The only Just when you mentioned that It made me think of One other slight issue That I had with it So when you've got it On twisty or super twisty but there is a, a stretch of road for say, to, to get to somewhere where the super twisty roads are, and it's a, a bit of dual carriageway, for example, with exits on it. It will actually take you off at the exits and then back on the same road again, again because it's trying to make it twisty. Ah, right, okay. So you need to bad. watch for that. To be honest, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've went, oh, look, at the traffic's terrific. Didn't run a bit way back yeah. up again. Yeah. But to date when the road's quiet just seems yeah, pointless. Yeah, it, it does try to take you off and back on again to make the road a bit twistier for you. Ah. Mind you, if you're taking your bike or if you're going to go a lot of riding around Europe and, and America and stuff like that, 43 quid's nothing. No. And it's what, 88 countries it covers, including the US. So, yep. um, yeah, I think yes. if, you're going, if, if you're that way into it, it's probably, it's probably a great thing to have. Ah, and if you can plan it all and take it all offline, you're you not having to worry know. about data. I mean, say you were to go to North America and you're, you're sitting in Death Valley, and you think I just like to go a really cool way around Death Valley. Stick it in, you know. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't care whether you come off a highway and back on it again because you know. Yeah. But I know it's what just you mean. All it's when you know the roads and you go. Yeah. I know what this is just done. Yeah. Oh, it's a scam! It's a scam. Especially, <laughs> 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 especially when you're literally come off a slip road down to a runabout, take just going almost straight through the runabout and come straight back up yeah. again. You're like, do. <laughs> Uh, what else we got? We've got um, Relive, which is a tracking and social app. Now again, cost for the basic version uh, is free. Um, you get Relive Plus, which is six ninety nine a month or thirty eight ninety nine for the year. Again, that's pounds for us people in the UK. For our foreign people, I have no idea. Probably works out around about the same. I think Apple's well, certainly from Apple, your your pound to dollars about the same. Aye, aye, the way the pound is at the minute, aye, aye it's you mean you. <laughs> It's probably just about the same. Um, so we're just talking about the, the basic version. Um, 
it's stupidly simple. It really is stupidly simple. Yeah. Once you've registered, um, which again is free, you literally open the app and click record, and it tracks your ride. Um, now, it doesn't just track the ride. It will do run, actual jogging. It'll do cycles, it'll record car journeys, it'll do anything. It'll pretty much record anything because it's just using your phone's GPS. Um, if you find a vantage point on your route, you can actually take your phone and take a picture on the app. Um, and that'll link the picture to your tracking information. Uh, as well as save the image to your your native photo app, whatever that may be, photos and, I, yeah. and Apple and I think it's the same in Google. Once you complete your run, you click finish, and this is where the magic happens. The app will produce a little time-lapse video um, of your route on a map in kind of 2.5D, I call it. It's ah, not it's quite like 2D, an, it's and 2D it's not quite an 3D. Angle, ah, it's, it's kind of 2.5D, but it's still quite cool. The only way to describe it is a bit like an Indiana Jones travel scene. That's, that's actually a really good description of it. There's <laughs> a little plane. Do, 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 do. It'd be really cool if, if if you could make your map look old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Real if you're listening here, that would be a really cool add-on. If you can make it look like an old fashioned like an old map. Fashioned map. Uh, that's not like a bad that, shout. I know. We should be taking commission on these improvements. Um, now, if you've taken pictures or videos um, through your your trip. Um, these get shown on the video as you get to that point. So if you're travelling along in your little Indiana Jones line and then you get to the point where you took the picture, it shows the pictures you took or the video you took and then, duh, and then it's back on your little Indiana Jones style map. The Relive Plus subscription, um, you do get those, you get a lot more tools. Um, you can edit your videos, you can add music, you can add pictures and videos in manually. Um, you can control the speed of the time lapse. Um, it's all kind of good stuff, yeah. um, especially if you like tweaking that kind of stuff, which I know we've we're quite anal about that. Kind of we do like playing with that kind of stuff. There is a social side to the app as well, um, so you can follow other people, um, share runs, share videos, um, basic kind of social media interaction um, in this day and age. Now, only criticism on this is the number of times I've went out on a run and forgot to start the app and forgot to press record and then you get to the end and you go, oh, that's a good wee run. I need to remember, I'll need to check and see where I went. Oh, you didn't press record, you halfwit. Um, so I wish it would just recognise the fact that you were moving because you get these trackers and things like that that do that and they recognise the fact that you're moving and go, oh, it's moving, right, I'll just start. If you had the, set, the option to set that on and just have it as a setting so that if you yeah. are, and don't get me wrong, it would probably record every time I take the dogs a walk and all that kind of stuff, but I could live with that if I, it meant that I wasn't mm -hmm. missing runs in my little Indiana Jones style video, which if I get the premium version or the, the plus version, you could actually put the Indiana Jones music on the back of it. See? Yeah, that's what you want. That's living the dream. I'm, I'm already thinking, a filter. Day, put, a, put a wee sepia filter over the video. Dun, Boom. Dun, 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 chicken exactly. That's what you're looking for. Tell me this though, and we've not talked touched this in any of these apps, right? And and it might not be something that's really that relevant, but I suppose for maybe people with older phones, or you know, or um, a kind of smaller or kind of less advanced kind of Android units, especially. Um, what's it like for battery life? Does it drain? Have you noticed a significant drain in your battery life? I don't really know. I, well, I don't notice it purely because my phone is when I connect it to the bike, 
it's plugged in. Ah, right, okay. Um, so I don't know what it's like for draining. I would imagine the fact that it's using GPS and it's constantly pinging a GPS signal, it might be a bit intensive on it the battery. Does. It is. The, the, I've used Calimoto and I've used Waze, um, and both of them are fairly fairly intensive in your battery. Mm. Um, I used Calimoto last weekend. I've got a fairly new iPhone 11 battery. normally lasts me two and a half to three days if I don't charge it. Um, and I drained it in about seven hours last right. Sunday. So, so it's half in your bat. It's half in your battery life. Almost. So that is one of those things where you know, if you can and you've got a mount for your bike, get the get, get the charging. Were thing. you playing music in that as well? I was playing music as Aye. well. Yeah. But you're, you're going to want it. You're, you're going to want it. You're going to want to take all the stuff. So that's definitely worth considering if you're going to use these apps. Is you know, I know the Aye. quad lock that I've got has a wireless charging pad on it that you can Aye. that you can put your you know when you click it yep. in so I might invest in that actually aye now that we've had that there you slight go. discussion See? there you go um, again it's, that's the only minor criticism I had um, was just the fact that uh, even at times I kept forgetting to switch it on but other than that, I love it. I, I love that. We, I love the fact that you can get that, and it's good to see the wee runs. Do you know what I mean? Um, pain the uh, pain. We'll, you, 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 you shared one the other day, and we'll ping some up on the social media page. Uh, I think um, I put one up on the, uh, on, the, on Instagram, if you, if and on Facebook. Uh, maybe we'll maybe do a couple more just for a bit of fun and uh, see how they go. Aye. Um, maybe if I pay for the premium version and can put. Indiana Jones soundtrack going to back it'll be you, better you do know that because you've told me that I will pay for the premium version <laughs> and I will do that without a doubt <laughs> it's, it's, it's happening so <laughs> tell you now damn you yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah anyway well, shall, we, shall we crack on we've yes, got a couple more yes. to chat about anyway Rever I, I, I would imagine you pronounce it Rever because um, you're revving up things Aye, I would have thought so being a, being a, being a bike yeah. App. So uh, another nav and planning app again. Cost is free for the basic option, five pound fifty or five pound forty nine a month, or thirty four ninety nine per year. Uh, the basic version is okay. It's a decent route planner. You can add multiple stops if you want to select only twisted roads. You need to upgrade to premium. So you've, you've not got the same kind of flexibility that you've got the Calamoto. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can cheat it by switching off highways, but you're still not guaranteed twisted roads. Yeah, Aye, that's true. Um, it has challenges on there which look quite cool, but it's they're only really USA, New Zealand and Australia. I couldn't find you know? any when I was looking through it for any for that the UK. That may be something to keep a wee eye on and they might upgrade to some UK challenges eventually. So it's maybe one to kind of just go in and check back on. And that's a point. I don't think, I don't, I, I never looked when any of these apps first came out. So Aye. these, I mean, the likes of that one could be a, a newer app and it's still growing. So Aye, Absolutely. Uh, in the rides feed section, there was a mix of rides that people had added from all across the UK and Europe, which is nice. So you you can kind of, there's a bit of a community there. Whether this would improve with premium, we don't know because we don't we've not tried the premium one out. The social aspect is quite cool. You can set up your profile and garage, and then join communities, invite friends, and create rides. But as we discussed the other week, there, um, the hand solo in me is just doesn't really excite me. You know, I'm not a big get out in a group type person, as we know from previous yep. chats um, so I, 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 I like to be on the bike that's kind of my headspace on the bike and doing my thing so that doesn't really doesn't sell it for me and if you're getting you know something you know uh, a bit cooler for your money you know then uh, I wouldn't be spending my, my cash on Rever personally Yamaha My Ride, which again is a social tracking and performance app so this is completely free um, now, if you like the route tracking and the social aspect of some of the previous apps, but you want to know a bit more about what you're actually doing in your ride, then this might just be the solution. Now, call out first, this 
it doesn't behave like a traditional sat nav. You've got to export the the GPX files out of the app into your sat nav. So it's not actually a native sat nav app as such. How easy is that to do? Have you tried it? I haven't tried it because I don't have a sat nav. Can I use my phone? <laughs> so, uh, so it would have to be a physical sat nav unit uh-huh. rather than aye, so a sat so nav app so on if your I had phone. The, you couldn't aye, so if I had the Nav 6, which is the latest nav for the BMW, uh-huh. it cost a 595 mm-hmm. quid, um, then I would need to export into that, which seems a bit... Convoluted, isn't it? Seems a bit counterintuitive yeah. when I've got a phone there that yeah. does the same kind of job. Did, um, be- because it's a Yamaha app, does it maybe integrate with Yamahas? No, I, th- I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it would. No. I don't know. Just, I d- it just seems because it's brand new. Well, Yamaha I know a couple of guys that use this, um, yeah. but you I mean they don't have Yamahas, um, so whether I mean they're using it from that perspective, I think they're using it more from the the tracking and the performance perspective. Right. But yeah, there's a little follow ride button that displays on the screen that chases you along, and it's, so it's not really proper sat. It's it's more the tracker. It will track the runs, it will link up with your friends and share rides and you can share the stats, which is again that social aspect. The social aspect's quite powerful on it. Um it's it's quite cool. That's the one thing I w- did like about it. If I had a a whole load of folk using that app. That, and there's loads it, of those yeah, apps. Right that's there. that's really what it's saying. It's about enriching your riding experience rather Aye. than supporting it. Now, don't get so me wrong, the, the the performance side of this that app is really the benefit of having it. Yeah. Um you can check your distance, your total ride time, your actual time riding since your last stop, your average speed, your total speed, your acceleration stats, your lean angle left, your lean angle right, altitude both min maximum. There's a whole bunch of stuff on there all about the ride itself and what you're doing on the bike, which I think is the powerful bit. I think that's the... If you're looking for the performance side of stuff, that's probably the app there is. Pirelli do have one, I think it's called Diablo or something like that, it's very, very similar, but it's nowhere near. It doesn't have the same level of stats on it that the Yamaha one does. The Yamaha one has a lot more on there, and it's real time, so you can have it on your phone, and you have it's got a little picture of a bike, and when you lean the bike, it'll show you what your lean angle and stuff like that is, which is great, other than the fact that when you're getting your lean angle on, yeah, the chances are you're going around a corner. lean angle, you want to be looking at the front Aye, of the you bike. You're not going to be looking at your screen. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to look. I, I don't, you don't want to get your knee down and then go, oh, what am I doing? Oh, 47. Oh, no, no. oh hedge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tree. You yeah, know what I mean? That's it. Um, but again, good to look back on. Um, the app itself um, is it's cool. I, I, I like it. It would look really nice on that new fire. We were talking about the Fireblade kind of off air. Um, about the matte black and the red line and stuff like that. Uh, this app would so look good on that because it is, it's black uh, it's, 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 with the red line and all that. It looks really cool. Even the little bike is red on a black background and all your stats are in red and it's like, ooh, Night Rider. That looks really cool. And if you could um, change that to yellow, I'd be a happy man. Well, if you could set it, I didn't, I didn't see an option to set it. I mean, maybe you could set it. That Again, there's another, you know, I mean, Yamaha, if you're listening. Make the colour settleable. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, from that perspective, it is quite comprehensive. But I think overall, it's just missing that that nav part. If it was native nav and it did all the other things, then you know I mean that would be ideal. You yeah. know what I mean? And it means then you could use that as your sat nav with all your performance stuff and 
you could have relived running in the background to do the, the actual kind of funky Indiana Jones part. And your, and your phone will last for about two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, mine's just plugged in. Aye. Not really a problem. Other than the fact that it might melt the cradle that it's in. Because it, the aye, phone gets that hot. But aye. But other than that, it's a good, again, for free, can't complain. Aye. Aye. Free, I think that's a, that's a key point. That There's no... Aye, there's no premium. That is, that is completely just, free. You all the toys in it. Uh, next up we've got Eat Sleep Ride Which is not some sort of new Terence Malick film or something like that It is definitely Nice um, t-shirt though Absolutely uh, a social intra- Another one, social and tracking app A bit like your um, Yamaha one um, It's free but you can pay for Crash Light at fourteen ninety nine for 12 months uh, Which is a crash detection Leveler thing is it? Yes, yes thank you. Yes, sorry. Uh, um, it doesn't record as many performance stats as the the previous one, um, but the maps do look nicer, and you can set up your own rides and close groups. Crashlight is a crash detection system, so using the accelerometer, gyroscope, and GPS on your phone, it can determine when you have had an off, and can then notify preset contacts, uh, automated phone calls, SMS emails. I think there's a couple of apps that do that now, and I think there's some bikes now that that offer that when you buy the bike now. There's kind of certain things. Triumph have brought something yeah, it seems out. Seems to be uh, more was, common. I was reading about it as well. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I know look like Ford cars, for instance, they've all got that, haven't they? So it seems only kind of logical that bikes will start to have that kind of stuff on them and apps and things. So um, it's a nice, it's a nice touch. But there might be other things out there if you've got another couple of tracker apps on your phone. You don't want to pay another fifteen quid, um, and there's maybe an option for a, another kind of crash detection type thing. Um, it doesn't activate if you drop your phone or ride aggressively either, which is quite good. There's maybe there's maybe stuff out there that's a bit less, a bit less kind of uh, sensitive or more sensitive, and might might start phoning your wife and really you've just um, you just take that round about a bit quick. Um, that, that would be good, wouldn't it? I know. That, that would be baking oh, you know, that, right there. That's it. Yeah. Right, you're not going to. That thing's a death trap. Aye. Um, I, I, if if anyone's listening, whenever I say that I've been doing certain speeds, of course that's exactly the speed I've been doing. I haven't been going over it at all. Susan, if you're listening. Um, it's a clever piece of software, engineered, uh, engineering, coupled with one thing everyone rides with, which is a phone. So, easily ride. It's a good app if you like, especially if you like your social side for all your hand groupies, which I am not. And you pay for crash lighting. Actually, fourteen nine. If you've not got anything else, fourteen ninety nine for a year is probably one of the, the better premium services. Isn't aye, it? just just so for the, the crash the detection, detection thing. thing. So, um, excellent. But we've got some a couple other apps to talk about. Then, um, just some notable ones, kind of we kind of asides that aren't. Navigation or kind of that kind of no, thing. No, they're just a couple super of handy for aye, things. other things. I think that we just need to throw out there. Um, some of the other things we looked at, um, motorcycle theory test, which <laughs> I know I know you passed that stage, Colin. Um, but I don't know if you ever had it. But well, I, I actually only did my theory test about three weeks ago. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. That, that's of the backlog. That's the reason that it's been so long. I've waited so long to do my DAS. I had oh. to the, that theory test I booked and did. A few weeks ago, I booked it in January. Wow. So that was you just getting through that. But I did actually download the Theory Test app um, onto my phone and I used it quite a lot. Um, The questions that are in it are pretty much exactly the same as the questions that will come up in your Theory Test. There are some slight wording differences, but the questions are the same. Uh, And the hazard perception bit's actually really good as well. Uh, It gets you into that feel for when. Well, that's what when I'd it becomes a hazard, John, to get download that one. Then that's a good shout. Uh, uh, it's worth it. John's driving. You know I mean so he has been driving. So they're probably it's more than motorbike centric stuff yeah. that he'll need yeah. to. And then 
my vitty probably bony because John's not been driving as long as I have and probably as long as you have or longer, you know what I mean? But the, the thing for me was is when you go to that, what I call the PlayStation symbols, right? right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going, don't have a clue. I've seen them on the motorway, I've seen them everywhere. Don't have a clue what those signs mean. Those are the kind of little bits. But again, the fact that I had been so long ride, driving before becoming a rider and no yeah. brushing up on your highway code and all that kind of stuff. And that actually made me, I've got the highway code on my phone. Tragic, geeky, I know. But I keep a copy of the highway code on my phone so that I've got it. But I def- I would recommend that purely for the hazard perception. Yeah. I think the hazard perception is a very particular thing. It's almost like the gamification of testing. Um, and you have to nice. You have to um, <laughs> you have to learn how to play the game. So it's not just spotting the hazards; it's knowing when to click. Uh, when I first started practicing, I was clicking too early. Yes. Every single time, I would see the hazard as it developed and click it, and then it'd be like, you know, you scored no points in this one. And when I looked, I was clicking like a second before. Yes. The, the five second space that you have to click. It's, it's judging it's, when it becomes a developing uh, yeah. hazard, and you're going. Yeah. But. Again, I've seen it. I'm, I'm reading the road further ahead than you expect me to. That <coughs> being in the IEM, that's what they teach you. You should be judging. You should be looking at every single thing on the road. And if that's a a woman with a pram that's walking down to a set of lights, you should be anticipating that that woman may possibly push that button. Those lights change. Therefore, you need to be prepared and have a plan. If that happens, how are you going to slow down? How are you going to come to a stop? Or you know what I mean? Mm. You need to be thinking about all those things. 360 degrees in a you, so aye mm. but there you go but it, as you say it is playing the game it's clicking at the right time it is um, another app out there is called Autoist which Autoist Autoist it does lend itself very well to podcasting Autoist Autoist it's a maintenance tracker mm. I know now it's completely free um, you can track MOTs services tyre checks you can log your tyre checks when you do them. Fluid replacements, you can log all that. And it doesn't just do your bike. It can do any vehicle in your garage. Oh, that's cool. So if you've got a couple of bikes, well, again, you know what I mean? We're, we're talking about the, the fortunate. But if you had, if you had a car and your wife had a car, you had a bike and your wife had a bike, there's four vehicles that you're going to need to try and keep track on and when it's due to MOT and all that kind of stuff. This just, you can log it all on there. I've got one bike and I still um, miss my MOT date and had to wait a week. This is the app for you then, my friend. This is the app for you. Um, But aye, again, it's it's, it's for nothing. It's a great wee app just to keep a a log of all your stuff, especially if you're doing tyre checks and you go, when was the last time I checked my tyres? Oh, there you go. I checked them actually six weeks ago and they were at 2.2 mil or whatever. Does it give you notifications of when things are due? No idea. No idea. No, I'm just thinking. I didn't put that much into it. I'm just it. thinking there might be a, like an, a, a slight added advantage, advantage of that. Um, for example, my girlfriend, not a biker, has no interest in bikes whatsoever. Is really supportive and, and nice about it. But at times, uh, I get the impression that she thinks the bike possibly takes up a little bit too much of my time. Um, having a nap like that where I'm... You know, I'm going out to I'm going out to Lube and, and check my chain. Can you do it? Well, no, the phone says I need to do it. The new look, look. I've got a reminder to go and do it. <laughs> no, it's, it's my like, phone says. <laughs> my phone says. <laughs> I think it, I think it, I think it does. I mean, but again, I didn't spend too long on it because there was so many apps I was trying to get through. But I would imagine it would. I'd imagine it would give you some sort of a reminder, yeah. almost that you could put in there. But even if you don't, and you're using it as a tracker, and you go right, that's when it's due. 
then stick it in your reminders on your phone or your calendar on your phone and set it up with a week's reminder. Good shout, Colin. Nice. And if no, Autoist. Autoist. Get a Autoist. notification setting on there. Yeah. That would be good. That would, that would work for a yes, I wouldn't it? Autoist. 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 Aye. Remember, these will get thingies on them so you can actually pronounce your S's. Autoist. Without any kind yeah. of sibilance. Couple more to look at before we kind of round up our apps for the boys. Uh, Biker SOS, <laughs> family show, family show. Biker SOS um, cost is free, but there's a premium service as you'll find with a lot of these things. Four pound forty nine a week, eight ninety nine a month, forty three pound ninety nine a year. Uh, very much like Eat Sleep Ride, a bit of GPS, bit of all that kind of stuff. Again, crash detection, automatic emergency centre notification, crash detection, auto live tracking. Messages to contacts, um, which is quite cool. I yeah. message to contacts. I think you can do ten up to ten contacts. I think it was right, um, which is quite clever because mm-hmm. then if you, you mean if you have a bit of a wobble or take a roundabout way too quick or too aggressively, you can tell ten of your friends instantly. Yep, <laughs> that you are uh, chanting it. Aye. So um, yep. So there we go. Um, yeah, forty three ninety. So it's uh, way more expensive but it does seem to have quite a lot of nice few features in it so it's another one worth having a wee look at and having a look yep. around it does live tracking your tours um, you can take your photographs so it will sync them with the bikes that you're on you can link multiple bikes to it which is nice quite clever um, quite clever so you can and you can track the, the performance about your bike which is pretty cool and then the last one we're going to talk about which is actually like you, you kind of think to yourself you use it all the time but you don't really think about it as a motorcycle and that's your weather app yeah um, we've got the BBC Weather app as the one we've kind of used because it's relatively accurate, you know. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I mean, again for the for the US, the Fox one. Anyone that's been to Florida, use the Fox app because in Florida, you I mean you literally get like a minute's notice that it's yeah. going to torrentially chuck it. But I, I think any weather app is a must have, just so that you know what to pack for that day. Yeah. Especially in this country, yeah. I mean, if you live in. Arizona or Texas or somewhere that you I mean is guaranteed pretty much lovely weather all year round, then aye, I suppose it's different. You might want to then pack a hydration pack if it's going to be above 35 degrees. Yep, exactly. We don't get above 35 degrees in this country. If we did, I'd be looking to the sky to see if the big yellow ball was getting closer. Yep. Um, there's a, another thing if you want to learn about it, which is quite cool, which is the Meta and TAF weather reports. So, um, if you learn how to read them, they are super accurate. And they're the other way, weather reports that they give out to pilots, and you can get them online. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's really cool, right? So, um, yeah, and uh, you just find your nearest airport, and you will get that, and they are super, super accurate. So, obviously, because I did um, fly my drone, yeah, um, part of the course is to learn about the Meta and TAF weather reports. One's one is the weather as it is right now at that area, and then there's the gives you the next 24 hours and uh, what the weather's going to be like and it's like super super accurate I can feel a new segment coming to the podcast Ian's weather report Ian's weather report um, but it's um, but it is like super super weird codes yeah so um, you know you'd have to kind of learn how to how to read them but it's once you learn how to read them they're quite cool you know and, and they're really quite accurate so there you I, go. I can feel an instructional video coming in the future um, uh, and uh, yes I would just say have a wee look around them guys work out how you do them really cool wind speeds and all that distance visibility you know all that kind of stuff the type of rain you're going to get the type of clouds you're going to get really aye it's really cool it's wet it's wet aye but yeah it's really, it's really pretty cool it's whether you're really wet or just damp 
but the, the the key to it is they are really accurate. Oh. And they're up de- they're mm. updated very regularly by the the meteorologists that work at the airports. So there you go. Sounds really good. Yeah, Metar M E T A R and TAF. If you type that in your Google, you'll get you can get to lots of ways to learn how to. And do. it'll just be a sheet of numbers and yeah. lines and stuff, and, and then I'll need to phone internationally you. Recognized, so you could you so you could date anyone in the world. And I'll still need to phone you to go, Ian. Yeah, what does this mean? What does forty-five degrees? And I'll tell 74. you, uh, it's very, aye, very clever. And you've missed one. Have I? Aye. What's the what's oh, the app that we? Oh, all the one app, of course. Yes, last but by no means least. <laughs> Play that funky music, bike boy. Yeah. Um, Apple Music or Spotify really likes <laughs> music. We'll, we'll stick to podcasts. I'll stick to podcasts. We're no, we're no branching out. Uh, so your music app. Yeah, if you know, if you're listening to music, as we talked about a couple of podcasts ago, if you're listening to music, you know, music or Spotify, get the premium services so you're not listening to all the crappy adverts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Apple doesn't have a non-premium service, so um, no, just pay for it. Just pay for it, yeah. Uh, um, and as you know, most of these, the, the two main ones, will link to your most of your big apps. Mainly. Aye. And Aye. if you don't, they're still playing in the background. So we use and call. I use Apple Music. Aye. So we're all using Apple Music. Yeah, Although surprisingly, I use Spotify for podcasts. I don't know why that is. I don't know why I use Spotify for podcasts. If I'm listening to a podcast, then I'll use that. Aye, aye I'm the same. Funnily enough, you know what I mean, I don't know why I don't use the Apple Native one. I don't know. So I, I think I think what we've got is loads of apps. A lot of them geared around navigation and touring and, and planning. And that that's like we've tried to keep that to a, 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 a trying to keep it to a concise uh, list you type it in there was your app stores you're just hundreds of them and I mean I was I downloaded everyone and looked and looked and went uh, nah, no worth reporting on yeah delete that one and then went through you know what I mean mm-hmm. and but I there's just there's so many apps but out if there. you're out there listening and you got an app you want us to have a look at and chat about tell the world about then please do drop us a wee message uh, at the on our usual contacts um, which we will let you know about at the end so what's the three, app, three apps that you wouldn't be without uh, Apple Music yep yep apps, especially for my Anthrax meets Michael Bublé playlist ah if you um, aye uh, and uh, I do like I do like the Relive app the tracker Indiana Jones one. Yeah, absolutely. you just like it for the fact that you can do you know, Indiana now Jones. That I know one, I'm, no? Now that I know, I'm going to put Indiana Jones behind it, right? I'm just telling you now, I'm going to love that, app. <laughs> and I am going to work of a way to make that look like the Indiana Jones uh, maps and some, even if it's just like a kind of stylized version of the apps we've got. I'm going to do what I can. <laughs> Premier Pro is getting a hammering <laughs> soon uh, for me, and I'm interested in the crash detection stuff. I'm going to look into it a bit more. I think I might. That could be a nice new wee safety feature thing. Um, I think more and more will start to develop that as a kind of a subscription based yeah. add-on, yeah. um, purely for that reason. That I think I a think, lot more are doing it. I think you might find within the next couple of years you'll start to see that built into the the app, the the, the actual stuff in the bikes, so the big adventure bikes with the sat nav units and all that that are built in. You start they'll start to, start to have it. I know, well. oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I, um, but of course, if 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 we can get Batman. You might go for ways. Uh, no, there's no might about it. I'll tell you now. <laughs> if we can get Batman added to the UK version, then ways will be playing all the time. All right, ways. If you're listening, if you can get Batman in the UK version of the app and some sort of crash detection, you'll get customers for life. Absolutely. Because I don't think you would tire of Batman. Not at all. I don't think I could argue with that. I think Apple Music's an absolute must. 
I think some form of sat nav, whether that be Waze or Google Maps or um, Calimoto. Calimoto edges it, I think, slightly because there's many a time I've left and went, I don't know where I want to go. You know what I mean? And I can just go like that. Oh, ding. Oh, yeah. right, I'm going north. And then, oh, there's how many things I want to do. And then just set it and go. If it had a proper, nice sat if it had the best bits of ways in it, mm-hmm. in Calimoto, I'd quite happily pay the 40 or quite a year just to go, yeah, I'll have that. It's, Thank it's you. Probably, it's probably a bit too grown up. Ways is not as grown up. Do you know what I mean? There's that. There's a childish kind of uh, immaturity about ways that, that, that actually appeals to more people than probably the Aye. more serious app developers and boy, think about. And Boy George whispering in my ear has definitely made riding that little bit more adventurous. And it's <laughs> definitely given me a new outlook on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gave me a I, new outlook on me. You know, you, you cannot we cannot express in a podcast the twinkle in Darren's <laughs> eye. I'll tell you now. You download it and try it. Oh, well, don't worry. And, it's then, and then you will phone me going... Kind of super excited about the boy band one, to be honest. I can't get oh the boy band. No, that it's fine. It's funny. At first you go, that's quite funny. <laughs> and then you go, right, that's annoying. <laughs> Off. Yeah. I did have Mr. T once in a Tom Tom, which was quite funny. Go, let fool. That was great. So good. <laughs> See, that or Gordon Ramsay. Oh. Aye. What I are you I, doing? I think I'd find, I think I, could co- I think I could cope with Mr. T for the whole ride, but I don't know if I could cope with Gordon Ramsay for the whole, for the whole run. No offence, Gordon. What were you, Colin? Uh, again, Apple Music, everywhere I go, I've got some music and going on in my ears. Um, just as a small aside, I really do think that ACDC coming on in your helmet should be a legal defence for speeding. Yep, but absolutely. Especially for Thunderstruck. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. we had that conversation before, um, and I think we did anything in that kind of genre, or Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone. <laughs> as you're going past an airport. As you're going past, as you're an, going airport, past an airport, airport. Should <laughs> a, it should be a... Yeah. Uh, that red thing, yeah. there, no, it doesn't apply to me. Why? And then just let them listen. Yeah. I mean, I'm playing Kenny Loggins. It's an airport. I can do whatever speed I like and without wearing a helmet. And possibly, um, not necessarily for speeding, but uh, the the going home theme from Local Hero, when you're somewhere up north and you just come over the hill yeah. and, and we look down in something like Panan or something like that and just, just have that music playing. That's just... That's... I have, I have, I have had that experience and it is spine tingling. It's just yeah. brilliant. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, definitely Apple Music, probably Calimoto as well. I use it all the time. It's as you say, finish work at five o'clock. It'll be dark by nine. I've got four hours. I can go for a run. How many miles do I want to do? Sixty. There we go, and it'll just plan your route, and you can just follow it. Um, and it has the advantages that you can switch off highways. So if you're still on a one two five like me, it's not going to try and take you on anymore. That's a good point. Actually, that's a good point because we didn't mean to consider that. Not no, but that's good for. Well, like John, no, it has. Yeah, yeah it's, so. it's handy. Uh, and my BBC weather, or my, my Apple weather app. Um, either or, if I'm, if I'm still at home I'll, I'm a, and I'm on the laptop, I'll, I'll use the BBC. And if I've got my, you know, if I'm out and I'm, I've got the phone, I use the Apple weather. It's a necessity, really, in this country. Aye, it, just, it allows you to forward plan. You yeah. mean? The yes. other thing as well is I'm on a, a tiny one two five. Um, Not for long. Sports style bike. Um, there's nowhere to keep anything. There is literally so yeah. it's not Aye. like I can leave for the day and say, oh, I'll take this set of waterproofs, an extra pair of shoes, and you know something else. I, I simply don't have room, so I really need to plan what I'm taking. Uh, and the weather apps essential for that. Yeah. And that's not going to change, Colin, when you buy your parallel twin or something. 
it's no, no. No, it's not Gracie. <laughs> I'm going to wait a You're going to need a lot of warm stuff because hell will have frozen over. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be, I can see it coming. Mm. It'll be some sort of inline four on there. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> we'll keep you posted on that one. We need, to, we need to call them back in next week or next time for the um, the update. Uh, Only if you pass though. If we don't mention Colin in the next podcast, folks, just take take from that what you will. <laughs> I wouldn't have you in Colin just going so what off it happened. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll bleep that, out. Friendly, bleep that out. Aye, what happened, Colin? What happened? I rode what, I rode the way I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Anyone who's still listening, who's made it this far, here's a little bonus. So, since recording the following day. Colin actually went out and passed his mod two test. So Colin is now a fully fledged, fully licensed average biker. Big shout out to the guys at Biker School in Glasgow who not only helped Colin uh, through his through his test, through his biking journey, um, and got him over the line. They also helped my wife do the same. So a lot of respect for those guys there. Um, anyone who's interested in starting their biking journey or progressing their biking journey. Uh, have a look at those guys, they're brilliant. You can find them at www.bikerschool.co.uk uh, or look them up online um, and give those guys a shout. Normal service. <laughs> I, I rode the bike, I'd stole it. <laughs> That's the problem with, problem with a lesson bike. It's no yours. Temptation is to go really fast. Mm. Yeah, I, I always used to say when, when you're turning for work, if you get a hack, I say, what's the fastest car you can drive? Hi, oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and it's the same. What's the fastest bike you can ride? A test ride bike. <laughs> and uh, MD1 listening from West Coast, that's not what I did with the Pan America. I drove it like drove it like a true gentleman, and and I would be doing the same. Cool. There you go. That's us. Um, apps kind of cover. Yeah, I think. Again, if any if anyone out there thinks we missed something or has an app that we don't know about, then let us know. We can have a look at it. The weird and quirkier the better. Aye, if it, if if it's got an Indiana Jones style map on it, we are totally interested. Absolutely. Or if it sounds like Batman and has Batman speaking to you, we are totally interested. Yep. Um Again, as long as it's loosely related to bikes, I'll say loosely because yep. even if it's just a standard Batman app, we can be we can be sold. <laughs> but there you go. Um, that's it episode 6 um, again thanks for everyone for listening to the ramblings of us the average bikers in a cave um, this week and every week actually um, again the support is mind blowing um, I mean, we absolutely love it um, massive thanks to Colin actually this week for coming in thanks um, very much for having me it's been good to get somebody else's perspective as opposed to mine and Ian's and quite a different perspective which is nice controversial Colin as we now call him I know controversial <laughs> Colin that's going to be that's we crazy. should get again between him and, the, and, and our lovely listener Dale we, should, we could have a whole new couple of segments you could uh-huh. Controversial, controversial Collins corner, 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 yeah. corner, corner, corner. No, that's just not. Controversial Collins curveball. Oh, oh, that's good. You'll need to do that. We'll need Aye, that. We'll need to be pre-recorded happening. on a button somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as always, remember this is just the opinions of a group of average bikers. So a massive thank you from all of us here, and if you enjoyed it, please like, share, and more importantly, subscribe. And if you want to get in touch with questions or a possible big question, uh, then please email us at averagebikersinacave at outlook.com or get in touch via Facebook page or Instagram, and we will see you in the next episode. So until next time, remember... Only a biker understands why a dog sticks his head out of a car window. Ruff. <laughs>